You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Single Fathers Today. I'm your host, Mark Hill. This podcast is geared towards single dads who are going through uh, custody of divorce, have been awarded custody of their kids, are in that intermediate, in-between stage, and they're trying to figure out where am I going with my life, where am I going with my kids, and to help to be the better person that I can be. If you have any questions or comments related to the show, send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com. Or check out the sometimes active and inactive uh, Twitter feed at Single Fathers Today. <laughs> so um, today um, I am um, thinking about uh, a story that was told to me uh, from a friend of mine, um, actually a working colleague from mine. And I'm, I'm going to get my engineer involved in this. I kind of led him into it in the beginning. Um, and everybody knows someone, I, I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows someone who's been through a divorce. Um, either, um, you know, you're a friend of someone who was married and went through a divorce or um, you're friends with a kid whose parents went through a divorce. And I want to get my engineer involved in this because I want to try and expand this out a little bit and get um, – some opinions on this. So I'm going to go ahead and set the stage and just kind of have a feedback between myself and Ryan. And the, the person came to me and said, you know, Mark, I'm having a problem. Um, I've listened to a couple of your shows. Um, you know, I think your shows are pretty good. And I, I looked at him and said, pretty good. What the hell? Anyway, uh, I, he said, well, I think your shows are pretty good. And he says, I, I have a question. I said, okay. And he says, um, since I've been divorced and I have custody of the kids, some of the problems I'm running into is this disconnect with the kids. Whereas before, um, the mother was a nurturer. I was kind of like a disciplinarian, but I was also the cool dad, too, because he was active in their lives. He says now, but the kids, when they go with their mother um, and they come back, they're kind of angry towards him, kind of resent for, towards him because he was the one that initiated the divorce. He's similar to my case. He was the one that filed. Um, so what he was wrestling with and dealing with is how do I deal with these kids when they come home and they're real aggressive, real showing a lot of anger towards him, you know, being, um, mean towards him being mouthy towards him being lippy towards him and he's like well i don't know what what i should do do i basically beat the hell out of him and try to whip that badness out of them do i go with a more philosophical approach do you know what do i do with this and it, it kind of had me thinking a little bit because i kind of went through it a little bit with my kids um um one of them definitely um the other two, it kind of fluctuated in, in different ways. And 
I didn't have an I didn't have a real good answer because being a child of divorce, I remember I was a little bit too young to remember everything that happened with my mother and father. And then when I went through the divorce with my ex and then my kids, I looked at it from the parenting perspective of I have to do what I, I need to step up to the plate and do what I need to do for my kids. If that makes any sense. You know, I, I wanted to understand their pain and what they were going through. But on the other side, I got to make sure that I get them ready for school, get their lunches taken care of. Um, one hilarious moment my daughters will talk about is me trying to do their hair, um, which they said after a while, they were just kind of like, dad, just we'll figure it out. Or they called friends in to kind of help them a little bit. Um, so my question that I'm going to pose to my engineer is, I'm sure you probably, I don't know, maybe you might have known someone who's been through a divorce or kids have been through a divorce. If somebody was to ask you that question, how do you deal with the kids? You know, from your, what would you tell them? I, I don't have it. I, I really didn't. It was the first time, as much as I like to talk, I didn't have an answer. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't really know anything about this, but uh, having friends and stuff. Sure you do. You've been on a studio. How many shows have we done? <laughs> yeah, but again, they're coming from your experience and stuff. And I, I do have a lot of friends that have come from, uh, you know, um, uh, divorces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in, in my experience with it, it's – there's always like two sides of it where – it's and it it's different all the time where it's like the mom or the dad, but there's always more of the lenient one, mm-hmm. and that maybe is where the uh, bad, um, I guess, actions are coming from. So when you go to one side, that kind of gets away with more of, I guess, anything for you know good or bad. But then you come to more of a structure, like on you know if it's the mom or dad. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some resistance, but you know that's what they need because kids think they don't want to have um, just you know kids just want to do what they want, but they have to realize you know as growing up and I would think you know as a parent you just want to try to instill some structure on them so that when they grow up they'll have like a better foundation than just like flying by you know the seat of their pants and stuff because that is fun but it's not realistic you know? right it's not really realistic um in that perspective i mean i when you say you don't want to just want to do what they want to do i think my kids are kind of like that as well because um when i was married the kids were home with their mother i was going to work i would come home basically going out you know bringing home the bacon as they used to say back in the day and then you're feeding everybody else. But then when you go through that divorce procedure or that divorce process, everything just kind of changes. And for me, my thing was um, being where I'm living at now, her family, my ex's family was in one state. My family was in a totally different state. So you're talking long distance. And the only thing that I had available to me were friends, you know, good friends that could be there to say, Hey Mark, if you ever, find yourself in a situation where you're feeling overwhelmed. Hey, we'll take on the kids and we'll have the kids spend the night over at the house. And that kind of gives you a moment to kind of decompress and, and um, regain your composure. But I, I, I really didn't have an answer. And like you said, the, every situation is different. Every scenario is different. Um, 
but it, it kind of caught me off guard because I was like, what answer do I give him? Because I, I'm not being fully versed in or a doctorate in dealing with families in divorce. I'm just a single guy that um, had a situation that was brought upon me and basically stepped up to the plate. You know what uh, I kind of thought about is you obviously have your experience and what you've been through and obviously what you've talked about on the podcast and what you've done and all that, which you've done a great job. But I think what you should tell like your friend is you, you just don't have an answer and that's okay. You don't need to know well, everything. That's basically you what know? it was. I didn't so, have an answer. But that's the thing, you know, it's, it, you can't know everything about any, you know, about everything. So it's like you almost, it's almost a good thing you don't know. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's something he has to figure out because you probably haven't dealt with what he's, I guess, kind of, you know, venting about in that sense, which is good, you know? Yeah, well, it, it you know, and yeah, every path is a different path that you have to take. Um, But I, I think on one side, like when I went through mine, there was no podcast out there for a dad going through a divorce process. There yeah. was no... um show that you could look up or check out or at least at that time your mind is in so many different places that you really don't have time to look in some cases to look to find out okay what if i look at this show what is it going to tell me um you probably only had like jerry springer and stuff like you that, had, which are bad examples you, you pretty yeah. much back then you pretty much had jerry springer yeah and that was that was pretty much about it or so maury povich exactly so you're seeing more of the extremes where it's like all right I'm right not this dysfunctional but it's, right <laughs> you're looking at you're looking at the extreme the dysfunctional the comedic side but once the lights are off and the audience has gone home you're a single dad with kids yeah and how do I get them from point A to point B? And how do you do it in a way that not only nurtures them for the future, kind of nurtures yourself and keep you from losing your mind or going insane? Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some there were some moments that was very very uh, difficult for me, um, and if I didn't have the good friends. The small circle of friends that I had uh, at that time and still do to this day, um, or my family, uh, even though they were out of state, it really, I don't know how it would have worked out for me. So, and everyone may want to know well, what answer did you give them. And I told them, I said, well, basically, what you have to do is go with where your heart lies. Um, and if you don't, if you're still kind of confused, my main fallback was always the church growing up in Texas. And, you know, for some people, you know, not knowing where your religious beliefs are or where you what religion you are, I found that that was always my reset button. Even though that even way back in my high school days, when things kind of when things got out of sorts or got out of pocket, I had to hit that reset button and that was it. Or I would talk with my mother and, you know, if they're, if your well, well, if your mother's not living well, you know, you got to fall back to that one base. And if you've never, if you came from a household that really didn't believe in the church or didn't get involved in the church, um, I'd suggest starting out with a non-denominational church and then going on from there. I mean, that was the best advice I could give because for me, it triggered something in me and it kind of gave me a, 
not this wanting to walk around with a Bible, thumping Bibles and knocking on people's doors and stuff. It was more of me kind of like a centering effect and kind of like a, a safe Harbor within the storm. It's the best way I can describe it. Um, It was my safe Harbor in the storm. And when you have the pastor, the, the ministerial team saying, Hey, we got your back because they're looking at the bigger picture. It's not about, okay, you got over on her. It's about trying to get yourself in a better place, get those kids in a better place. And then going forward from there, um, and that was probably the best answer. I mean, the, really the only answer I could give because I, I didn't have anything else to tell him. Yeah. And again, I, I'll just say it's okay to not know. And, you know, it's better to be honest that way than be like, yeah, you should do this. And just mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, well, say the wrong advice. Exactly. And, and also there, there's groups you can get into at my, at the church I was going to, they had a um, divorce group that they would get together and you would kind of discuss um, some of the things that you had to deal with, some of the pains you – and, yeah, for the most part, a lot of it was dominated with women being there because their main complaint was, I have the kids. I'm pulling my hair out. He doesn't want to be around the kids. He's out partying, doing all the stuff that he wants to do, and I'm with the kids. I love my kids, but, you know, I need a break as well. And then here I am sitting there saying, well, I got my daughters, and – my ex isn't around, you know, she's dealing with her, her issues or her demons, so to speak. And, you know, it's not that she doesn't want to be there. It's just that she can't for obvious reasons, you know, so what do I do? And, um, that being in that group, being around those people kind of helped center me. And the best way I could describe it was during the turmoil of the divorce and all the stuff that was going on within her, with her family, it was kind of like, and, and I described it before, uh, once before on the show, it was like me being like a bird flying over a storm. You see all the storm clouds down below, all that turmoil, all that chaos, all that mess down below me, and I'm flying above all that, and I found a peace with it, and it didn't matter what they threw at me, what they said to me, what her friends tried to do, to make me look like I'm the bad guy, I stayed above all that mess. And that's the way it went. And the true nature of everyone around me came to the forefront. And those same people that was siding with her and looking at me saying, oh, I was the bad one, they came back and realized, oh, crap, he was right. And, of course, they'll never come out and tell you that. They'll just kind of fade off. You know, they'll kind of blend back in with the wallpaper, so to speak, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And that's fine. And this, you know, I told the guy, cause he said, you know, that was another, as the conversation wore on a little bit, it started out with the kids and it kind of went, went to different directions. Or as I said, making little twists and turns on the road. And that was one of the things I told him. I says, yeah, you're going to have people that are going to say all these negative things about you. But when the truth comes out, they're either going to do one or two things. Either going to say, yes, I was right. Or if they were wrong, they're not going to say anything at all. And they're just going to disappear. Because in in times like this, people don't want to be looked at as being wrong in certain in this type of situation. And their their main thing is they'll say they want what's best for the kids, but then they're injecting themselves into a situation based off of one of the two parties' comments. They're not looking at both sides. They're looking at one side. 
you know, uh, what's that term? Ride or die. You know, I'm going to ride or die with her because what she said about him has to be true. And then he's kind of left out their ass out. So, um, but getting back to the kids, you know, the one, the one thing I mentioned to him was try to find time where you can carve out to be with the kids, to do things with the kids. And sometimes it may be difficult. Sometimes they may want to be bothered. My kids for a while, they just wanted to stay in their room or they just wanted to stay amongst themselves. Didn't want to have anything really to do with me. Um, there were times where, especially my youngest one, she'd want to have, she was, my youngest one's the closest one to me anyway. So she would have those moments where I just want to be near dad and she didn't care about the others. So what I, what I did was try to find time to go out and do stuff with them. Um, you know, nice day, nice weather. Hey, go out and do a cookout, do things that they enjoy to try to give them some sort of normalcy as best as you can. It's not going to be a hundred percent normal because they're going from a home with a family that's been blended together to a home that's been all one to a home where it's just completely shattered. And you're not going to pick those pieces up in just in a day or in a week or in a month or in a year. For me, I think honestly, it took several years for us to get back to some sort of normalcy. And even then it wasn't really complete because you're playing dual roles and that is a difficult thing. So if you're out there and you're having this question and you're having this thought bubble and, um, you know, even though I went from one place to another, the one thing I can tell you is this, do your best to try to keep some sort of normalcy within the family. If, um, you know, with the weather starting to get nice and Easter's approaching, if the weather's nice and you used to do cookouts when you were married and you had the kids and you used to enjoy running around in the backyard, go out there and do that. If you used to take them to the park, you know, and you may have those days where you, after working and cleaning and everything else, you don't want to do it. You got to find the energy to go out there and do it. There was times where I didn't want to go to events for the kids. There was times where I didn't want to um, go to the park or um, go out to uh, visit other friends or, you know, have them have their so-called play dates. But I had to find a way to pull myself together to be able to do that. And when you do that, a couple things will happen. One, or at least it happened to me, as much as I didn't want to go, once I got myself moving, it kind of made things a little bit easier for me. And then when you get the kids there and then they're with their friends, you can see that normalcy start to come back for them at least for a small window, kind of like when you go to the movies or you go to a sporting event, you have all this chaos and turmoil around you. But for that amount of time, you find your peace. And if you do that consistently time in and time out, you know, maybe once a week or twice a week, it's not going to heal everything, but it will give you a little window to where you're not having this weight of the world sitting on your shoulders all the time, dragging and pushing you down. It will kind of get you to some sort of normalcy. So, ah, wow. Okay. <laughs> right on time. Right on time. So as we come to wrap up this episode, um, let's see if, uh, Let's see if my usher Ryan over there agrees with what the pastor has said today. Uh, 
Amen, and, brother. Amen. Will the ushers from the back please come forward <laughs> so we can pass around the offering plate? <laughs> so as we come to... <laughs> if people knew how small this room was. Yeah, they knew how small this room was. I don't, we don't even have an organ player in here, so... Uh, yeah, there's a... <laughs> Anyway, we're going to wrap this show up. There's a story I could tell, but I'm not going to tell it right now. Uh, So as we come to wrap up this show, I just want to let you guys know that um, you may have those moments, uh, but definitely try to find some normalcy in there the best way you can. Um, Like I said, take advantage of the warmer weather that's out there and get out there and do things with your kids because if you sit, you keep them in a home and it's, and you're, you're wearing the weight of the world on your shoulders and it's just feeling dreary and down. It's not going to make things better. It's going to make things worse. Um, get them out there involved in activities and you get out there and you get involved with it too. Um, and you'll see how things can turn around with you for the better. So as we come to wrap this show, because we are running a little bit long, uh, maybe a minute or two, I want to let you guys know this is uh, Single Fathers Today. I'm your host, Mark Hill. If you have any questions or comments related to the show, Send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or the Twitter feed at singlefatherstoday and keep your head up and keep fighting. Mm-hmm.